2: All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
3: Good morning, CMOS girlies. Rise, shine, CMOS. It is Tuesday. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. It's been 30 seconds. I don't know what I'm saying. How are you doing, Emma? It's a Saturday night for us too, if you're curious.
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. You definitely manufactured a lot of energy right in that intro because I know that you're actually dead on the inside, yeah. along with me. Um yeah, I'm good. Just kind of the same old usual shit for me on the weekends. Um same old walks, what, same what old. Can you music? Do? Oh, I made I made some beet beetroot hummus today. Ooh. So I hooked up cooked I don't think I would classify that as cooking but I blended Blended. up some chickpeas and beets and it was a beautiful color um very yummy I've been making my own hummus
3: beetroot hummus honestly makes me feel like I'm a clean girl like a clean girl aesthetic like it really is a pretty thing that I'm like wait I'm too grimy of a girl to like own this thing you know it's like when you get like a blue magic smoothie I'm like wait I'm not like that aesthetic.
1: Yeah, the, the, the smoothie needs to be, like, gray and sludge to reflect how we truly are on the inside and how we act in life, I suppose. Yeah, no, dude,
3: but I went to Life... I didn't tell you this. I, this is not even in our notes, but I went to Lifetime, which is a health store in New York, last week or some shit. The, the hot bar is, like, bussing. Like, you know, one side of the hot bar used to have, like, beverages in it? Mm-hmm. That's back to being, like, food. And they have so many new raw dessert things that look like they would crumble in your mouth. So maybe we take a trip. I've honestly just been thinking, I'm like, why don't I just, like, go buy desserts instead of eating my weird like cereal sludge bowls which are fine like are totally fine for me to eat but yeah lifetime um anyways i'm running on three hours of sleep so if i'm sleepy that's fucking why but you know i'm i'm vibing basically my last night was dinner to going out to a club to sleeping for three hours to hosting a run to getting brunch and then just to hanging for the rest of the day um So I had a lot of fun. It was just a lot of social activity crammed. But I'm kind of the person where I'm like, I would rather have it all crammed and just expend my energy in a 24-hour block where I am like exhausted socially, physically, mentally, everything um so I had a great time you know took an edible went out danced till 3 a.m with the guy I'm seeing and then he actually came with me to the run which was like very funny he's a sea girly if the girlies want to know that's how he uh found me um so that's a funny vibe um anyways that's my vibe also my other vibe is Lana Del Rey of course you guys know that it was my it, it honestly felt like my January 1st when the album came out because so many things were aligning my dating life my knee getting better Lana's album getting better the weather getting better I don't know I just was in literally the worst two months of my life not even to be dramatic there was a lot of chaotic shit happening in my life and every day I felt like I was crying before bed um so yeah I feel like my life has turned around so let me know your favorite Lana songs I still have not even given it a good listen yet because I'm at a good point in my life and so I haven't been able to listen to the sad songs and really relate yet but I know something will hit me and then I'll go to those ones so that's pretty much my life of the past week so far
1: that's super fun I haven't listened to the Lana Del Rey album um I don't know if I will but love that for all you Lana no. Del Rey fans does she have a does she have a name for her her fan base fans?
3: no she's like probably just disrespectful to the fans um maybe she doesn't I'm not even that much of a fan but you would like the song of Tommy Genesis like it's like a fun like quirky song but
1: okay I'll check yeah. it out yeah. um yeah I'll check it out I yeah music has been sounding very good me lately but i'm not gonna go into like my crazy weird shit that i've been listening to because no one probably cares but um no anyway I have... on your tiktok girl people care. yeah i i do be posting shit on my tiktok a lot and if people do tap into the songs that means a lot to me my friend just says like the only person who really reacts to the songs that i post and i think i'm gonna go home for Easter. i'm not quite sure but we're gonna go record shopping and that is something oh, that i'm so excited about i've I've decided that I want to start collecting records again because I have a pretty good collection back home, but I don't have a good space to, like, play music on vinyl in my apartment. So maybe when I make a lot of money one day, I will live in a beautiful apartment that allows for that to happen. Um, Yeah, that's so fun. I have a few items that I'm going to maybe try to influence the CMOS for at least into buying. I bought Soft Services, which for people who don't know is, like, a pretty good Skincare or body care line that is started by two Glossier alums, Rebecca and Annie Craigbaum, and they're definitely targeted for, I think, like really, really dry and sensitive skin. Um, my eczema on my legs have have just been awful this past winter, and I think it's because I've been swimming, not moisturizing my legs, and I just like woke up one day last week with like super scaly legs, and I was like, "This is disgusting!" I'm like, "You need to get this figured out." Um, and I feel like I'm always a little apprehensive to buy mainstream body care products just because I grew up. Truly using just cerave and yeah. vaseline and just whatever type literally of stuff vaseline my mom got prescribed, um. But anyway, I got the buffing bar and the lotion. My legs are back to normal, baby. And I don't know if it's because of soft services or if it's because they actually started like scrubbing my legs and moisturizing them. But anyway, I love the packaging and just the overall aesthetic of the brand. So if you're someone who is also fairly sensitive to skincare or body care products, but you still want something that's a little bit more aesthetic compared to a drugstore item i highly recommend and then i also found a regenerative certified kefir brand at whole foods which i got really excited about because i feel like you can never actually find a like regenerative certified anything i feel like that's just stuff that you maybe find at your farmer's market but it was really cool to see i don't remember what the brand is i think it is only available in new york i'm pretty sure it's like a local local brand but anyway if anyone else is into kefir or looking to drink kefir I definitely suggest finding it in the dairy section for all the New York girlies. but yeah that's been I guess the skincare body care sort of health update nothing new for me I feel like food has just been the same old same old a shit ton of sardines I think sardines are my new favorite source of oily fish um I don't think my coworkers enjoy that but what can you do
3: What can you do? Sorry, I was taking a mic break. I'm literally like my hand is exhausted of like doing anything at the moment. My only food update has to be, um, I spoke about cereal last week, right? Mm -hmm. Um, L-glutamine I've been doing, but that was kind of touched on when we did the podcast. I low-key fell off of bone broth for a bit, so that's kind of not exciting um i've just been like eating out randomly which is like so fine but then i feel like i've not been buying as many groceries oh fuck wait actually i do have a really good one so the i rachel kirpanelli something i literally do not know her name and i'm so sorry to this woman on tiktok i know she's married to matt james i think they're like a bachelor couple i really don't pay attention to like any of this shit like this is probably such an easy get that i could look on tiktok right now she made this like viral salad which is so easy but it's like orange bell pepper and baby cucumbers and chop them up in a bowl add chili crisp like I think she has like soy sauce or something like that and like mustard and then like everything but the bagel and it's like this crunchy salad and I don't feel like I have a savory like snack fixation i'm definitely a crave sweets more but it's such a good salad like i don't know i just hadn't bought bell peppers in a while and i haven't mm-hmm. really used chili crisp like this is i don't know if the cms to relate to this but when i first heard heard about like ayurvedic stuff i was like did my old quiz like learn that i have um i'm a pitta or wait is it vata it's vata oh my god i'm that's... really bad at remembering the different yeah i'm the, the fiery one I'm the fiery one. I'm so sorry. I don't remember this off the top of my head. And so I remember learning that it was like, don't eat spicy foods because you already have a very intense personality. And so like high school me, high carb, low fat vegan bitch was eating so much sriracha on stuff that I like grew out of ever using hot sauce as a thing. And then I got the chili crisp and I was like, wait, I fucking love this. So that's a salad option. If you are looking for like a crunchy, spicy snack, I suppose. That
1: sounds good. Yeah. I feel like I don't eat hot sauce either but when i do incorporate heat to my meals it's actually spices not just like pure sriracha yeah same um that sounds really good i have been eating random salads i've been getting more creative with my salads versus just doing the typical apple cider vinegar dijon mustard coconut uh, aminos slop um i guess my last point is that i'm addicted to the men that i swim with giving me compliments They were really obsessed with how fast I was swimming on Friday, which was weird to me because I am definitely self-critical in a lot of aspects of my life. And, you know, I'm like good at swimming, but I'm not elite by any means. But so I think whenever anyone does compliment me, especially men, it feels so foreign and I don't know how to respond. But I was talking to, there's this one old Polish man. He's probably in his 60s. His name's Hector. And I always see him before they open the doors for us to swim in the mornings and He remembered my name somehow, but he was talking about how good of a swimmer I am and that he is so happy that I am part of the community and the team. And I was like, oh, my God, bless your soul. So truly, the only thing that keeps me going in life are my men, my men and my fellow ladies at the pool. But, yeah, that's that's kind of it for me. Um, Our episode today is on breath work which should be cool and interesting. I actually think I learned a lot from this and there's a lot that I should implement into my life. I think breath work is a cool practice because it is free and you don't have to pay money for it. You don't have to go to some fancy facility and it has a lot of great benefits.
3: Yeah, I also agree. This is an area that I don't focus on. Um, I think eventually Emma and I will do an episode about like mindfulness meditation. It's kind of the same niche of this, of like the free stuff of you sitting alone with yourself, which is the stuff that's mm-hmm. like harder to do. Like I posted a meme this week and it was like, try to meditate and fail, which I feel like a lot of us can like take supplements and like eat certain foods, but the meditation stuff is hard to do. Um, so yeah, we'll hopefully come out with those episodes, but the breath work one I think is like super tangible stuff that you could do right now. And I'm excited to hear about everyone's, you know, breathwork journey. If you feel inspired, touched to go on a breathwork journey, I suppose.
1: Yeah. If you're a Wim Hof girly, let, let Kate and I know.
3: Let us fucking know. Um, yeah. I'll call you back and then let's get into this episode. Cool.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it.
1: For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better.
2: Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing.
1: It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
2: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
3: All right, girlies, buckle up. We're going to be talking about breathwork today. So as an overall scope of what's breathwork, why you need to do it, how can it change your body and impact different parts of your body, nervous system, whatever, that's this episode we focused on. So we're going to start with the high level benefits of breathwork because it's kind of like any sort of you know practice like getting sleep or drinking water like i'm sure you guys know that like oh if i did bread work like i'm sure i would have a positive benefit but what are the actual like things in your body that would be better so it's like a historical context overall yes it's a very ancient practice that has been used forever but throughout most of the day us as humans we don't really pay attention to the fact that we're breathing Like we don't ever like I mean, you do if you're doing an intentional breath work exercise once again, but you kind of go along and it's something that exists in you and maybe you feel your heart racing if something happens like that. But yeah, unless you're out of breath from a physical activity, we're not conscious of it. The term breathwork is relatively new, but the practice goes back thousands of years and is referred to traditionally as pranayama. It is the Sanskrit word that combines prana, which means energy, with yama, which is control. And the practice is simply the control of energy through your breathing. So as I mentioned before, since most breath, breath breathing throughout the day is pretty automatic, we don't think about having a breathwork practice. And over time, there's different practices you can do to change different parts of your body and control with like where you're putting your energy focus. And it's very interesting, according to Google Trends, searches for breath work have increased sixfold over the last five years. So there's definitely been some sort of, you know, whether it be people stressed about the world, COVID, something induced that, Um, overall interest in health and wellness has also coincidentally spiked, like why people are now interested in breath work. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like what I guess is the court, like what led to that spike in the Google trend search at least. So breathing, as I mentioned before, is going to be part of the autonomic nervous system which connects in, involuntary bodily functions to the rest of the body. So that can be like how your breathing's going to affect your brain, how your breathing's going to affect your digestion, how it's going to affect your athletic performance. It can do a wide range of things. The benefits of taking care of your breath work is that conscious breath can actually combat everyday stress. We all get stressed. You're not akin to like getting stress. You get a, like a random work thing or something happens to your family. It's all going to happen. And when you have this conscious breath practice built in, it helps lower the stress hormone cortisol conscious breaths also can also can help help out with focus. So if you're studying or doing any sort of activity that requires a lot of meticulous focus, Taking care of your breath can balance the amount of noradrenaline, which is a natural chemical messenger that affects your attention. Um, just because it affects your brain, like your breath connects to your brain, and that ultimately enhances your focus. The next thing that breathwork can help with is reducing your blood pressure. It can reduce the symptoms of depression. Like when breathwork is combined with other things, that's oftentimes why like breathwork is combined with yoga or different stretching and like lower um, intensity stuff because you can be conscious of I'm breathing in when I do this one exercise, I'm breathing out when I do this other part of the exercise so you have that like mind muscle connection when you're doing movement it also can help with pain management is kind of how i've been focusing on breath work at least like coming off of an injury um because Pain versus like an injury, or our perceptions of pain are actually really different based on like what the story you tell yourself about an injury or about pain that you feel. And so, deep breathing can help reduce this perception of a chronic pain or help patients better cope with physical discomfort, um, which has been backed in clinical studies. I think I talked a little bit about this book, or maybe it was in my YouTube. I'm sorry if I don't remember it. I read this book called Why Woo Woo Works, and it talks a lot about like what you think about pain receptors actually does change, kind of like a placebo effect. So, that's a really cool thing about breath work and then the last thing that i think most people probably think about with breath work is kind of the more meditative breath work where it has this mood boosting power because it actually could decrease the size of the amygdala which is the part of the brain that kind of defects or detects this like fear um it triggers the body's fight or flight and so then it will help your body's like prefrontal cortex also engage in complex thinking so if you're able to calm down your body with this like breathing technique it can change your like Outcome to like what's happening. Like, let's say something dramatic happens to you. If you're like breathing better, like you're not going to be under such stress, which I think like makes a lot of sense when you think of breath work, like broadly, I
1: guess. Yeah. So, as Kate kind of mentioned, breath work, a lot of people probably turn to it for ways to reduce anxiety or stress in their daily lives. And that's often how it's talked about in terms of its benefits. And so we're going to get into how breathing helps that and the connection to the vagus nerve and then different types of breathing practices. There's so many different ways out there, but there's a few that have a little bit of research in terms of being able to reduce anxiety and stress levels. So most of us probably know that remaining in a constant and chronic state of anxiety can send our nervous system into overdrive. And so if we're living in this fight or flight state constantly all the time, it basically just fills our body with excess cortisol and anxiety can also have direct impact on our thoughts, which I'm sure a lot of us have experienced at some point in our lives. You probably have felt very frazzled and just like unable to concentrate because you're so overwhelmed with this anxiety inducing thought that you have running in your head. But when we engage in like deep rhythmic breathing, we can end up actually activating the vagus nerve. And so the vagus nerve, I think Kate and I talked a lot about in the gut-brain axis. So you can go back to that episode to learn a little bit more about that connection. But the vagus nerve is the main nerve of our parasympathetic system. And it's responsible for overseeing a handful of different functions, including heart rate, immune response, digestion, and is one of the connecting pathways, like I said, between our gut and the brain. And so with intentional deep breathing, the vagus nerve will signal the brain to turn up or fire up the parasympathetic nervous system and then turn down the sympathetic nervous system. And so the sympathetic system is what controls our fight or flight response. It preps the body for strenuous activity. Basically, if there was a bear chasing you, it would know that like, oh, God, you're in danger. You need to start running and being able to like actually act in that situation. Whereas the parasympathetic system regulates the rest and digest systems and restoring the body to a calm state. And so that's kind of like a little bit of like the science of how breath work works. Breath work works because it's all with the brain and it talking to your body. So kind of getting into a few different breathing practices and I would say kind of like high level any type of breathing is going to work that is at least like slow and intentional. And if you're paying attention to it, so you can kind of play around with like the different timings or how long you hold or hold your breath or inhale or exhale. But the first is box box breathing or also known as square breathing and was with, with box breathing. This can help with like slowing your heart rate, deepen concentration, and is commonly actually used by the Navy SEALs in their training. There's been a handful of studies on the use of mindful practices, such as breathing and its impacts on combat and the response by Navy SEALs or anyone that is in the Army to stressful situations. And so how box breathing works, it's pretty straightforward. You release your air from the chest and hold for four seconds, and then you breathe through your nose for four seconds, Hold for four. And then lastly, exhale your nose for four. So it's a four, 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 four. And you can do as many rounds as you want. But research has kind of found that if you start doing around like five rounds, that's when you'll start actually feeling the effects. And then another breathing practice is coherent breathing, which was developed by Stephen Elliott. And he was like an engineer and scientist in the early 2000s. And this type of breathing practice is where you're kind of intentionally controlling your breathing rate to help relax and calm your body. This breathing practice can regulate your heart rate, and basically the goal is just to increase the length of each breath to send a signal to your brain to slow down heart rate. And you are increasing heart rate variability through this breathing practice, which in turn can activate the vagus nerve, which will then calm the body, affect digestion, sleep, concentration, and other areas of the body that may be impacted by stress and anxiety. Um, And this is a known breathing practice used in yoga. So how you do it, basically you just slow down your inhales and exhales each time for four to five seconds. So kind of similar to the box breathing, but you're only focusing on the inhale and exhaling. And there was actually a 2012 study that took 37 undergrad students, which I realize is a pretty small um, research group, but I think there is still some validity to the results from this. And they pretty much placed them in the coherent breathing group meditation group, and then a reading group, which was considered the control group. And the study found that those in the intervention group, so the meditation and the coherent breathing group, experienced significant levels of reduced anxiety and stress levels and this kind of makes sense because meditation has very similar principles to slowing down the mind and becoming present and naturally focusing on your breathing. I'm sure if you do a Google search of like different different breathing practices, you'll find a whole list of different ones that you can experiment with and see what works best for you. I know some people might have some issues with some practices because it might make you lightheaded. So it's definitely something where this is very personal when it comes to personal health and you got to find what works best for you. But yeah, those are a few
3: yes and to tie that into breathwork for sleep which has like a lot of the same sort of like you know belief or like i guess like Parts that would relate to sleep. Um, deep breathing is important because it does calm the nervous system once again, which then will reduce the effects of stimulants to like calm down your stress and help you to get this better night of sleep. It also kind of quiets the mind. I think sometimes when I stay up, I'm, my brain is definitely racing about something. And so, like, a non related breath work thing that I do is like journal just so I can like, get thoughts on a paper. But I think it's hard if you don't have a breath work practice and you're like in that moment of like, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, I can't sleep to like try to breathe. You're just going to like take a random deep breath. And so that's where I really think like go to YouTube, look for a guided meditation or go to Spotify or listen to brown noise or like white noise or something like that um so then you can fall asleep like faster in those moments of anxiety and as a opposite kind of breathwork practice is like breathwork for energy so i got a question or like someone asked about like breathwork with like weed which like i really am not like an expert in so i can't really help you of like smoking and inhaling with weed mm-hmm. um so i don't know sorry um but energy is interesting because i do think that we think of breathwork as something to turn your body off um we didn't really talk about win Wim Hof or win hoff in this episode but he has this breath park practice that is supposed to energize you. It's like this crazy like um breath work that is like fast paced and it's supposed to like stir up your system. So just to keep your mind open that breath work is not just like something to make you fall asleep because it can improve the oxygen capacity in your blood, which will then lead to like a stronger stamina, overall improved energy levels. if you listen if you, you know, hear from any sort of athlete like, Breath work is especially important in something like running. It's really important in something like swimming, so like you it does really matter in terms of energy and athletics, which I we'll talk about more. So don't think that it's only something that is like sleepy time practice as well,
1: yeah, so getting into like the breath work for athletics, this honestly is something that I haven't thought about much in my personal. Journey when it comes to whether I was being a student athlete or just like personal exercise now and I think a lot of these principles can be applied to whether you are a student athlete or if you're just someone who casually likes to go on a run or to go to the gym. But proper breathing can give athletes greater muscular endurance. And research has found that incorporating breath work into routines can help with better controlling heart rate and muscle recovery over time. And so, like, a lot of these principles and a lot of things I'm going to be talking about kind of in this section are going to be a little bit more advanced. And I think, like, will be a little bit more applicable to true athletes who are actually competing in true games. But, like I said, there's still things that people can probably take and incorporate into their own daily routines. Um, But the biggest thing is diaphragmatic breathing. And this is the type of breathing that really allows us to use our lungs to their full capacity versus when we just breathe normally. And our diaphragm is our most efficient muscle in the body when it comes to breathing. And this is because the diaphragmatic breathing um, it utilizes the abdominal muscles, which really helps in moving the belly up and down and gives you more power to fill and empty out the lungs when you're breathing. Additionally, this type of breathing exercise or practice can decrease the work of breathing by slowing your breathing rate, and so therefore you're using less energy to breathe, and it also decreases the oxygen demand. So it's just a more efficient way of breathing, which when it comes to athletics, that is basically the driving principle or almost your North star for kind of improvement. You basically just want to be as efficient by using as little energy as possible. And so how to kind of practice this, you can practice by lying on your back and then bending your knees and supporting your head and then placing one hand on your chest and then one below your rib cage. And then you'll just kind of start breathing in slowly through your nose so that your stomach moves or expands, raising your hand. And then you want the hand on your chest to remain as still as possible And then you'll tighten your stomach muscles as you exhale through pursed lips. And so this will kind of get you used to this form of breathing because it's a lot more of a deep breathing than what most of us typically do on a daily basis. Now, kind of getting into like a pre-game or like pre-race strategy for breathing or maybe like a pre-run and then how you should start breathing once you are in the middle of the game or in the middle of the run. Obviously, it's going to like vary depending on the sport that you're partaking in, but Box breathing, as I kind of mentioned above, is like a really great way to calm the pre-race or pre-game nerves and jitters. And in a 2018 study on about 76 varsity athletes, they found that the athletes that utilized diaphragmatic breathing techniques also showed greater levels of relaxation. So incorporating any type of breathwork before a race can help you in resolving the jitters. And then during a race or game, it's pretty imperative that you just ensure that you have consistent breathing and this will mainly allow for more nitric oxide into the body which will allow for greater oxygenated blood to flow and then let the heart work more efficiently and really the more efficiently and effectively you can bring in oxygen to the muscle the harder you're able to work and then for post game or race there's something called the force of an eight breathing which i think we'll bring up in a few seconds and basically this breathing this breathing will fire up the parasympathetic system and then quiet down the sympathetic system to help reduce cortisol levels and increase recovery versus remaining in a high stress state because even after a game or a race you may not think that you're in a stressed state but you are running on so much adrenaline that your body actually is so it's definitely important just to kind of again incorporate any type of slow breath work just to kind of alert your body and saying like okay the hard work is done we're no longer in a stress state like we can resume to normal
3: Yeah. And a lot of what Emma said relates to the next point, which is about pain management and how much conscious effort actually plays a role in this whole thing. Um, the biggest example that I like heard that made sense is like when you were little and let's say you scraped your knee and so badly that like let's say there's blood or something like that chances are that you got really scared because you're like a very impressionable kid and the fear of this accident caused the scrape combined with the pain to make your breath slow down and then you like started crying and I don't know if you've ever had that feeling of crying so hard that you trouble to like breathe properly and you even forget about like the simple act of breathing when you're like really stressed out and like emotionally like intense like that and so Oftentimes, if you have something like pain or chronic pain, you've tried to distance your body from the effect in or this effort of like pain in order to ignore your pain. But by distancing yourself from your body, you're actually distancing yourself from your body's innate ability to heal itself, which is a thing that I've been like working through. Like, I think you want to ice your foot so it doesn't feel bad and definitely do those things. But also, paying attention to the pain can work with conscious breath work. And so, breath work helps you reconnect with your body, which actually helps you jumpstart this healing process because the deep breathing process causes the body to release endorphins, which then will reduce. Your sensitivity to your pain over time, it'll boost your pleasure and then like overall make you feel better. And that's where this deep and slow breathing reduces this autonomic activity, which is this fight or flight response and your pain scores. But the biggest note here is that breathing obviously does not remove your pain. Like it's it's not going to change the fact that you had an injury or you like you bruised your leg or something like that. But it does alter your perception of the pain. And so practically speaking. A better oxygenation i.e better breathing um, if you have better oxygenation of your blood it improves your overall healing and then if you also have like lower levels of cortisol and your adrenaline is improved like all these things will kind of harmoniously work together to allow your body to rest and relax instead of like tensing up with pain so it's not saying that yeah breathing is going to get you through an injury or anything like that but it definitely can reduce the effects of pain management um so if you listen to all that and you're like kate and emma totally get it besties i want to become a breathwork girly um i mean we don't have any memes about breathwork like that would be like a niche reach for us to make memes about breathwork but maybe people are really into it already and we don't well, know you know what
1: i have been dying for some new topics to make memes about so i'm gonna start making some breathwork memes yeah make a meme about the 478 breathing method and
3: see if <laughs> i will that's so niche to <laughs> see who the fuck likes that one Um, so we talked about diaphragmatic breathing, which involves this expanding and contracting your belly as you inhale, exhale. I feel like this is something that people like know is a thing you can do, how you apply it in your daily life. Got to figure out it. Like, are you looking for sleep? Are you looking for anxiety? You're looking for energy. Are you like athletic? Like figure out which breath, like what you're looking for here. Next one I'm going to talk about. It's the box breathing, the cycle of slowly inhaling, yada, yada, yada. The next one is going to be the four, seven, eight breathing thing, which helps reduce anxiety by stimulating your Parasympathetic nervous system. And that kind of like deals with your rest and digest. And so when it's stimulated, the theory that more relaxation can actually occur in your body. So the technique of 478 is going to be inhaling through your nose for four seconds, holding the breath for seven seconds, and then exhaling through the nose for eight seconds. And you want to do it for a few rounds, like or up to a couple of minutes for the full effect. So if you're looking for something to reduce anxiety and like the stress and the sleep, that could be a good one. Just like I know if you have insomnia and you're sitting in bed, you're like thinking about like, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. If you have numbers to count through, that can be something that can help the mind go away um another one that i didn't really like look into that much but you could if you want to like go to group breathwork like there's breathwork classes in new york kind of like popping up which is very interesting and like i kind of have like mixed feelings on it where like something like the fact that it, okay so holotropic breathwork it's a group it's guided by practitioners and you would have to like hypothetically like go to a class or pay someone to like teach you about this breathing and i think that there is like obviously value and knowledge in terms of breathing and stuff like that i think my ears get a little bit skeptical when i'm like whose knowledge and who's benefiting and who's profiting off of this as in, is there, as is their thing with anything in wellness. Like when you see a turmeric brand, like who is the person behind it? Is it actually the right people that are getting the money? And so like in New York city, as you can imagine like ex- expensive workout classes, if there's now breath work classes, like I'm just curious of like, I haven't seen them really pop up, but if there are any like, let us know in Geneva. Cause I'm curious to investigate like who's behind the breath work classes here. Is it actually the right people? And Whatever. So I guess there's options to go to breathwork class if you want to find a holotropic practices somewhere. And then the last one that people might do if it's so this is something more for um, it's for like a, a more alternative method, we shall say um, it's alternate nostril breathing. And so this is called Nadi Shodana um look into it if it kind of fits once again like are you looking for energy or sleep and stuff like that but this is just to say that there's a lot of different breathwork practices out there I think for me before doing this like episode I was like oh like I can just breathe in and breathe out I can just breathe in and breathe out and it's cool to know that there's different things that can trigger different different body processes and different like pain receptors and like help you through different like health issues that you have
1: yeah, I think it's kind of cool. And like I said, I think it's nice that this is a free resource that anyone can do. Like we all breathe. You don't have to have fancy equipment. That's something that we definitely try to push and remind people that you don't need fancy gadgets and shit. Um, I think, too, with breathwork, it's one of those things where you, you kind of experience the the positive effects pretty immediately. So you'll immediately know, A, if it's working or if it's not working for you, which I think is cool because so many things do require time and being consistent with it which can be hard when it comes to starting a new routine or practice which is why I have not stuck with meditation because it just is not natural for me and it's hard for me to remember to sit down and be still for 10 minutes so I think it's good that breath work is just a quick 30 second two minute max thing and boom you're good
3: yeah, I think it's funny whenever like I think about time, like let's say it's like a five minute ab exercise. I'm like, I don't want to do it. And then I will check my phone and I'm like, oh, 17 minutes just went by. Like, what the fuck? Like you definitely have time to do breath work in your day. It's just like how you process time and like think about when you could be doing it throughout your day. Um, You know, the idea of habit stacking like, yeah, I could be doing breath work while I'm like waiting for my coffee to go or while i'm waiting for some menial menial tasks to happen so think about ways that you can incorporate it in what you're already doing it so it doesn't seem like it's some new thing that's too intimidating to get started into i think i'm going to start doing breath work i don't know maybe before bed i feel like i have such a bad sleep routine where i just sit on my phone right before bed but i'll let you guys know maybe my next week if i have any breath work or emma if you have any breath work practices
1: Yeah, I'm going to experiment with it. I think for me, it'll probably be utilized as a tool for work or stressful situations, especially I'm sure a lot of corporate girlies can relate to this, that you can get the corporate stress or anxiety at any given time of the day and you can't really predict it because you never really know what type of email is going to get sent to you. Um, So I think just a reminder that like, okay, if you receive a terrible email, it may be easy just to panic and freak out, take a step back, take a few breaths and then process the email and move on. Um so that's probably how I'm going to incorporate it into my daily practice. <laughs> Love that
3: for you. Yeah, Emma and I will I'll probably do it for sleep. Emma will do it for work anxiety and then we'll circle back and follow up and all that email jargon to let you know how our breathwork is in our daily lives. God,
1: we but, need to go to bed.
3: Yeah, truly. I mean, well, you'll see the breathwork memes if we can figure out how to make them.
1: I hope I hope we lose followers from it. <laughs> no that's we just, what i'm we, expecting that is my hypothesis we if just we post, hit like a, a if we flat post number. a breathwork meme we're gonna lose followers
3: no no no. we just hit a flat number like 39k or something so we can't oh, lose us go okay
1: well we can't lose followers maybe it'll get us to okay? 40k that'd be cool god
3: not us getting like blown the fuck up by a breathwork meme crazier things have happened in cmoscurally's territory but anyways Emma and i clearly need some sleep i hope that you get some sleep whenever you listen to this your tuesday night of sleep is great um that's that <laughs>
1: pleasure to pod with you dog yeah always a fun goofy time over here and see must land all right bye
3: <laughs>